0: Welcome, Mystorians. Host Austin, he they, she, and Host Brenda, she her, have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. <laughs>
1: Welcome to episode 83 of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. My name is host Brenda.
0: I'm host Austin. I don't think we've done that kind of intro in a very long
1: time. <laughs> I know. I was like, let's get back to basics. Let's rewind it a little bit. Get back to basics.
0: <laughs> How's that called? Oh my. Song? Go back to the start. Tell me your secrets. Yeah, and that's ask it. me your yeah, questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: I know that song very well because one of my friends in high school, who's still my friend and who does listen to our <laughs> podcast and is gonna hear this and know immediately <laughs> I'm talking about them used to play it all the time on the piano. Um so I that's okay. I know that song very well. I, I do like that song, PT dubs, but Let us go back to the star. <laughs> uh, oh
0: um, Speaking of back to places. That's a bad transition. Um. So I'm sure you thought we were done talking about anything dealing with of Brother Discovery. You are wrong. But don't <laughs> worry. This is good news. There's also bad news, but we won't talk about that one this time. You can we're, find it yeah. on your own.
1: It's up to you now to look it up.
0: <laughs> uh, Harley Quincho has been renewed for season four for a new showrunner. Um. This is announced kind of early. The current season isn't done yet. The current season ends September 15th. As of this recording is September 1st. Uh, so that's good news. It definitely <laughs> is probably to cover up any bad news that's going on and to keep people subscribed. Because a lot of people love the Holly Quinn show, but it's exciting. Don't know yeah. why there's a new showrunner, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know if they just made the decision. Because like originally the showrunners were men. And I wonder if they just made the decision to be like... Actually, maybe we should have, a, like, a female showrunner running the show, <laughs>
0: like... Yeah, I wasn't sure either.
1: Yeah, I didn't see anything that was, like, controversial, like, oh, Mm-mm. so-and-so, did this thing. I think, Mm-mm. for now, it might have just been, like, a decision to be, like, maybe we should have someone else run this for a little
0: bit. Yeah, and the old showrunner, like, tweeted about the new season and said sooner, like, and they'll probably still involved i'm sure they're either Mm -hmm. a producer or a writer because the new showrunner has written for the show since season one as well Mm -hmm. so it's it's someone from the show so i'm guessing it's just like a decision maybe the old showrunner wanted to move on to a new project who knows
1: yeah it doesn't seem like anything scandalous happened it's not like um what is it david zaslav like put (laughs) a showrunner of his choosing in place and someone who was involved with the show who like knows the show very well um so some good news, and I'm like, what are you hiding? What yeah. are you burying? And the burying? new
0: showrunner, I sent it to you, Brenda, so I'm going to go look at their name so we can say yeah. their actual name. <laughs> uh, here it is. Last last thing I sent on the tweeter, Sarah Peters. Uh, nice. When the news broke, tweeted, BRB, going to go save HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of the current people who write for the show said, uh, we're so ready for you to save us, so.
1: <laughs> good. Finally, some good fucking news.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Other than that, it's been a pretty slow week. Yeah. Um, News-wise, I guess, like, we were talking about, like, well, what do we talk about for the news segment?
0: Like, what do mm-hmm, we do? Mm-hmm.
1: And I guess we haven't really talked about Pokemon in a while. Pokemon um,
0: exists.
1: We're gearing up for the release of Scarlet and Violet. That's, like, um, soon, in November.
0: right? It's November? very soon. I yeah, gotta, November. Like, pre-order that game.
1: Me too. I got to find out who has like any pre-order incentives because I am very into those. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, we actually just had a new Pokemon be revealed today. It's a little weird. It's a little bit of a weird one. Its name is, I got to look it up. It's got a weird name. It is called (laughs) Graphite. Graphite.
0: Like graphite? Like a pencil?
1: Yeah, and it's like an eye, eye, like the uh, the little. I don't know if they're marsupials. They're, they oh, the, the eye, eye, like
0: the like the it's a primate. I know that mm-hmm. much. Yeah, it's in that like, family.
1: What is it like? Mort from Madagascar, or is he a lemur? I don't quite no, know No,
0: he's for a, sure. he's a, he's a lemur. I, I he are He like, is a lemur. I I know okay. they look freaky enough that like there's like myths about them for some creatures.
1: The little fingers like
0: Yeah, I don't like the fingers. I'm it's all coming back to me.
1: Yeah, so actually I think the graph is um for graffiti because the thing with this pokemon is it paints everywhere.
0: Oh, incredible. A new delinquent Pokemon. He
1: hangs out in the woods and paints trees. I'm watching like the reveal trailer for this.
0: Mm-hmm. Thing. It's like so so
1: weird. It's like found footage.
0: <laughs> They're really <laughs> into this new found footage format. Yeah. Um, they did it for Pokemon. There's a Pokemon Go event with the Ultra Beast that they did for that.
1: Yeah, that was freaky cuz like it was just like people looking out their like apartment windows and being like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Whereas, like in this region, which is Paldea, which is based on like loosely based on Spain, um, mm-hmm. people would know about this creature living here already. So it's not right. like um, what the hell's an ultra beast, which is valid. I barely know because I didn't get to play Sun and Moon. <laughs> um, but I mean, this thing's kind of cute. I thought it was a bug at first, and now looking closer, it it is like a little a little guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> versus bugs, which are big guys.
1: Yeah, I, th- I thought that. I was pretty sure it was a bug, but looking at it, it's got long arms. It's got big ears. It's got big <laughs> eyes.
0: You're like, wow, that's a weird bug. Yeah, Brenda looking at the orangutan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, other Pokemon that released there was a uh, Seitan, which is a whale on two legs <laughs> no
0: absolutely, <laughs> not. Like absolutely not absolutely not absolutely not
1: i'm frightened by it <laughs> there's that one um what else got revealed um oh we got to see the the two legendary dragons um one of which has a wheel in oh its god chest. yeah
0: i'm <laughs> sorry they no no they both have wheels but one of them <laughs> uses their feet <laughs>
1: It does not use the wheel. What's the wheel for? What's it's the wheel really for? It's really
0: concerning. It's so interesting. So, so a few things to this new Pokemon. Um, you get the legendaries as your fucking car. Um, <laughs> That's they like just, it's got- <laughs> uh, I don't know when, but at some point, they're like, "Here is the way you get around this region." Here's a legendary Pokemon. It's a motorcycle. Also, it flies.
1: <laughs> it flies. One is like kind of like old timey i guess that's the one Mm -hmm. that runs around on its legs and then the other one's like super futuristic yeah that um, one
0: is and their names are past and future
1: yeah it's just like really leaning into like the themes of the future and the past especially with like the two professors Mm
0: -hmm. um
1: also everyone in this game's kind of hot
0: (laughs) everyone in this game is hot and definitely not straight
1: yeah it's like the character models are like a little more Less chibi this time around.
0: One of the gym leaders is just straight up like a femboy, right? Yeah. Grusha, it looks like the new ice trainer, the new ice gym leader. Um, And it was like some art, like Pokemon released an article or something and they're like, he. And everyone was like, oh. Oh, yeah. One of the new friends is literally just Brenda um, <laughs> with like
1: white hair. Them. <laughs> I have to I have to.
0: Uh, the, one of the teachers, cause you're at a school, you're at a school in this one.
1: Yes.
0: One of the teachers is clearly your gay favorite science teacher.
1: I love him. Doctor, or Mr. Jock.
0: Yeah. He's a mess and I loved him. It's so interesting. And this game has three storylines that you can do in any order. Um, one is the gyms and you can do the gyms in any order you want, which I'm curious if like they'll scale to how many badges you have for like how hard they fight, you know? Hmm. Um. And the other two storylines they said are a mystery. They want people to discover them on their own, which is very exciting.
1: Yeah, that should be really cool. I think it's uh, going to be good.
0: Um. Multiplayer, open world, mm-hmm. multiplayer? you can play with your friends and explore and catch Pokemon and do whatever you want. Question mark. I'm sure, like you can't fight a. Ge- I don't know. They made it seem <laughs> like anything, but we'll see. Um. This is a lot for Pokemon. This is not a they've never made a game that has like these sorts of digital infrastructures in where like open world, do whatever you want in whatever order. Like that's like even for um Pokemon Legends, there is still a linear path to follow. You can mm-hmm. do whatever you want when you're on the step, but like you're you're on this step now.
1: Yeah, it was very linear and felt very short like yeah. as a game. I liked it, but it was short. It was good.
0: It definitely yeah. felt like they were worried about too much time in between the game. And they're like, well, we have all this stuff for this game we're working on. We can make another game. So it felt like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to make more Pokemon Legends games. It, it would be yeah. interesting as like a secondary plot line to follow, right? Or something.
1: Yeah. I think it would be really cool if they like made more Legends games, but kind of made them more like side stories to like existing things. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. Every game, they build up this like a whole new region and like the world, and you only really get to see that world once. And there's like other yeah. things kind of like happening that you're like, oh, I wish I could know more about like what this character does. And yeah. sometimes the anime like ventures into that a little bit, but the anime is made for ten year olds.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so and I'm it's not it's watching. not
0: your story, like it's not you, right? Yeah,
1: it's never gonna feel like your adventure. mm mm-hmm. uh, Because it's not you. It's Ash, and it's like, what is what? What's Ash's personality? <laughs> what, yeah. What, what are Ash's secrets?
0: <laughs> right. And they try and make Ash as, like, bland as possible, but then I feel like now I'm running into issues where, like, Ash feels too bland, so they give him more personality, but then it's even more removed of, like, well, I'm watching a show. Like, I want to explore, like, the Galar region myself, you know?
1: hmm I want to be in the Ferris wheel with N.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's... And so I think they're moving towards that. I think this next game will be a big one for them to see what the future of the Pokemon franchise is like. And to everyone out there that wants, like, I've seen so many people like, why don't they make a Pokemon for older players? Shut up. (laughs) Stop. I'm going to let you know right now, this game is not going to be like open world Dark Souls or some shit. Like, calm down. (laughs) Where you have
1: to like fist fight a Snorlax in a a field.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like it's not, like, frankly, Legends was pretty fucking brutal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think Legends is like, the, the darkest, maybe, Pokemon's gonna ever
0: get. Yeah, Legends is pretty... If they want to do that, I think that's... Get Legends and, like, start supporting them to make more of those games. Because that mm-hmm. game is, like... I'm, like, living my fucking life. And a soul like up and me goes, Hey, it's time to die. Like, yeah, you, like- you personally. You personally, it's time to die.
1: <laughs> you accidentally wander too close to a Paris, and it's just like, ah! And it's like,
0: oh yeah. no! I'm you're going dead. to kick your ass, not your Pokemon. You. You it is yeah. time to die. You
1: personally, I'm gonna fight you. You're like swimming along like I love the ocean, and then like a Sharpedo like <laughs> tries to take fucking, a chomp out of you and you're it like
0: fucking ah. murders you. Yeah. It's, like, it's real. And then your Pokemon thing, you're like, oh well it's over. It's like, oh no, there's still you. And you're like, wait.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now you run.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, run.
1: You lose all your shit and you run. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay.
0: It's fucking, fucking that jumps you and you're like, God. what do you want money for? And they're like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'm just a buddy out here in the woods trying to kill you. <laughs>
0: <Like>. <laughs> don't worry. Hopefully some stranger finds your stuff and sends it home. Or maybe yeah. they won't.
1: <laughs> and you also have to be hooked up to the internet for
0: that yeah. to work. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for, for new Pokemon.
1: Yeah. I think it'll be fun. It'll be different. That's the thing. And I'm like, well, I guess I have to say goodbye to my very predictable game I play every three years. (laughs) Which is fine. Like, there still might be a remake for Black and White, which I hope they don't half-ass like they did Diamond and Pearl.
0: Whoa, God. Hey, listen, I don't know they had it coming, though, for those games.
1: I hate Diamond and Pearl. I know this is unpopular. People are like, I love it. It's like, that's because it's the first one you played. And you're Gen Z. Yeah,
0: (laughs) And you know what? It's valid to feel like that. It is there's valid. A poke- I'm, there's a Pokemon for everybody. But when we I saw that, I was like, that's what you... In my head, I was like, that's, that's what, what you getting. deserve. <laughs> <It> was- <laughs> you, were, you begged and begged and begged. It felt like they're like, well, here you fucking go. Here you go. Just
1: take it. Just take it. God. It's, I hope... Black and White is my favorite. Like, they are my favorite. Like, story-wise, good. Like, actually has a story that you kind of care about more than, like, we have to save the world. Like...
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And if we're like getting close to like maybe having like a remake of Black and White, that means we're like kind of close to having a remake of X and Y, which feels yep. infinitesimally Wild. cursed. Absol-
0: absolutely fucking in out of my mind that it's like it can make a remake of X and Y. And I was, cause like to me, X and Y is like the start of modern Pokemon games. Yeah.
1: It just came out. Like, in my brain, it's like, oh, X and Y came out, like, a couple years ago. No, it was almost 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, I played that game in college.
1: Yeah, same. Which
0: was not a few years ago.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, that was, like, right when I, like, moved to Grand Rapids. And we would just sit around and play X and Y. And for some reason, everyone thought I was really good at Pokemon. Like, they were like, oh, well, you can't beat Brenda. And it's like, you don't understand. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) evies ivies what, what an evie is a pokemon
0: well, hey, hey listen yeah i was i was a fucking gym leader for jay <laughs> which is the anime convention here for like two or three years i was mm-hmm. like someone you had to beat to get into the contest to like win a free copy of the it used to be of the new the newest game coming out i don't think jayfax got money for that anymore so i don't know what you win i think it's just bragging rights <laughs> yeah. um and i people be like your team is so tough What are your Eevees? And I was like, I don't have any (laughs) Eevees. So, I'm sorry to anyone I've ever beat where you thought I was, like, breeding Pokemon. No, I don't don't know. I just, Blitz is really good.
1: If you just attack, you you win sometimes.
0: Listen, my strategy is you can set up all you want. I will keep attacking him every turn. And by the time you're done setting up your defense and your attack and your speed, I have now hit you four times and I'll yeah. probably outlast your two attacks to uh-huh. kill you. Exactly. Like, well, I gotta change the weather. And then, I'll, yeah, <laughs> hey, listen, I'm, that's all, that's great. I will probably be done beating your first two Pokemon by the time you're done.
1: They're like, gotta put down stealth spikes, and it's like, yeah. well, you're dead. It doesn't matter. I'm not gonna recall my Pokemon because I'm winning. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't, I don't plan to recall this Pokemon. I plan for this Arcanine to flare blitz through your Pokemon and eat leftovers to live through it.
1: <laughs> there was like that one year where you were like stationed at the end of the the Skywalk, so yeah. I would like be walking past and I just get to say hello to you like every time I walked by.
0: <laughs> was- that was a good time.
1: It was pretty great memories.
0: Memories.
1: All alone in the moon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was singing. There is a song from the uh, Into the Spider Verse soundtrack that has that says memories. That's what I was going to sing.
1: I was singing from the uh, 2019 blockbuster movie Cats.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen that movie, and I'm afraid to. <laughs> you know, another movie I haven't seen. What? Rocky Four.
1: Me neither. What is this the topic?
0: The year is nineteen eighty four. Oh no! <laughs> Rocky Four is in production. Would be good on become the highest grossing film in the Rocky franchise at the time. At this point, Rocky's taken on some of the greatest fighters fighters in his canonical world. I mean, in Rocky Four, he defeats communism. I think.
1: I is think the so. Part? Yeah,
0: because he defeats. Ivan Dra- Ivan Drago and that's and he's American and so communism is defeated. Is dead and he's it's like the 80s? Drago's like I will break you and everyone yeah. says that now. That's all I know about this movie.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: so seemingly there's like no one left on Earth for Rocky to fight. He's beaten the greatest fighters in his canonical boxing world. There's no one left. Um, mm-hmm. who else could they make him fight? He defeated communism. So. <laughs> There beca- there's a running joke in Hollywood where Rocky has to fight an alien. Uh, like, ha ha ha. There's no one left with Rocky <laughs> fighting an alien. The movie Alien's <laughs> out because it's, it's 84. Like, it came out in 1979. I think Alien 2's even out. Um, mm-hmm. so everyone's like, ha 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 ha. Enter Jim and John Thomas. Oh. Movie writers. Well, aspiring movie writers. They've written some <laughs> short stories. Uh, they, they, they haven't really figured it out, but. In 1984, they write the screenplay Hunter. Mm. Uh, you flash forward about three years, and I think it's a li- it's a very under franchise by the name of Predator.
1: I was like, oh my goodness, are we doing Predator?
0: We are doing Predator. <laughs> Real talk, Austin. Yes?
1: <laughs> the only Predator movie I've ever seen is Alien versus Predator.
0: Wow, well this will be a treat for you. I'm excited. I, first of all... I love the Predator franchise. Problematic as hell. I love it.
1: <laughs> um, I did I have not, not seen,
0: I will say right now, listeners, as of this recording, I have not seen Prey. I understand Prey is good. It is on my list to do. I'm a very busy person. I have not <laughs> seen Prey. Please do not, in the tweet for this episode, ask what we think of Prey. I haven't seen Prey. I have not seen Prey. <laughs> um i know stuff about prey on the technical side as it mm-hmm. relates to the predator franchise i have not seen prey that's the last time i'll say it um <laughs> i'm mostly going to talk about the first predator i'll talk a little bit about the franchise as a whole mm-hmm. again i mean the predator franchise has six movies Jeez. that's that's because there is predator predator mm-hmm. 2 let me go now yeah Let me pull, let me pull up the list before someone, someone gets up my fucking butt about it. So there's Predator, Predator 2, Predators, The Predator, (laughs) Prey. So there's five movies and then two crossovers, Aliens vs. Predators, Alien vs. Predator Requiem. So there's seven Mm. feature films, five just about Predator, two crossovers. That is not counting, um, comic books, novels, Mm -hmm. there's movie novelizations, uh, video Mm -hmm. games, in Which there are four? Four or five? There's Predator, Predator 2. Predator 2 had a re-release in, like, Predator 2 came out in 1990 and then came out again in 1992. So I don't know if you count those as two separate games, but they're listed as two separate games. Um, uh, cause one is a rail shooter and then one is, um, like a game adaptation of the movie. So mm-hmm. they're technically two different games. Uh, Predator Concrete Jungle. Which was on the Xbox in two thousand and five, Xbox and PlayStation two, and mm-hmm. then the newest game is Predator Hunting Grounds, which is like an online game, oh. uh, sort of like uh, oh, what's the? I just forgot the name of it. Uh, sort of like Dead by Daylight style. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like you can play as, to my understanding, the gameplay that you can play as the humans, like a group of humans being hunted, or you can play the predator hunting them. Wow. Oh. Uh, it's gotten middling reviews, but people who play it enjoy it.
1: That's really all that matters.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, I, I, again, like, there, I it, that just really gets into, like, the, if you want to, like, sink your teeth into it or not, and if you go by reviews, then it'd be, like, a pass. Anyway, that's all to say, there's a lot. So, like anything, when there's a lot, we I try and drill it down. This is mostly about the first film, and mostly about, I talk a lot about the suit. Uh, shocker. Um, <laughs> so... Jim and John Thomas write the screenplay hunter. Eventually in 1987, it sees the light of day, featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers as two of the leads. Uh Carl Weathers was in the Rocky movies, Shocker, um, <laughs> in the lead roles, and it is the 10th highest gross income of 1987 for Domestic Ross Office. Wow. Um Domestic, it made 59.7 million-ish. Uh Global, it made 98.3 million. Wow. Uh the budget is interesting because there are multiple official budgets listed in Starlog magazine issue 120, which is the tint I said print up like a fucking weirdo because I love finding screen uploads of old shit to read the I like reading the the source myself. This is mm-hmm. one of those weird things because I found multiple interviews where multiple budgets were listed. In this interview, they list the budget at fifteen million dollars in the in, like in the text, but then when you go to like the splash page of like about the movie, they list the budget at eighteen million dollars. Um,
1: what was it?
0: I don't know. Everything is like that, where it gives one or the other, so it's between fifteen and eighteen million. So it made a good amount of money. <laughs> if you have never seen Predator, like Brenda, here's a here's a slapdash, rough, rough, rough job of the plot line. Predator follows a group of commandos being hunted by a creature called the Predator. In this that is the working name for the creature. Yes, the aliens have an official name now. Moving on. It follows Major Alan Dutch Schaefer, who's almost Schwarzenegger, and <laughs> the rest of his military rescue team. Um Mac, poncho Blaine, Billy and Hawkins. Uh, They are all on their way to rescue a a foreign cabinet minister and his aides from insurgents in Central America. This is roughly during the same time that America was doing Operation Condor through Central Mm -hmm. America, which this is not a political podcast. We will not get into the issues with that. (laughs) (laughs) But they are on their way to rescue them. Uh, while they are there, they get they meet up with one of D- Dutch's old war buddies, Al Dillon, who's played by Carl Weathers. Dutch is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, that is where the famous meme in line, Dillon, you son of a bitch, comes from. It's the <laughs> Predator movie. But Dillon is is the CA officer who's overseeing their uh, team to make sure they don't do anything like unsavory political. Mm-hmm. But while searching, they come across some corpses that are skinned pretty gruesome they're green berets they think like oh they're the insurgents are tracking us essentially over the course of the movie some of them get taken out by the predator the predator has this cloaking device that we'll talk about later that is how they track them without being seen one of the members of the crew is like i think it's one person i think it's an alien the rest of them are like, you sound fucking wackadoo. Uh. Yeah.
1: What is an alien doing in the jungle?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They realize the enemy's using trees. They realize the enemy's using some kind of technology where they can't see them. Uh, and when they figure out it, it must be some sort of creature, there's this famous line that Arnold Schwarzenegger says where they find they find it gets cut by one of their guns or something. And he says, if, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Uh, yes. And they go about like, they're like, we'll hunt it. We will realize they realize a few things they realize like it doesn't attack unarmed individuals which is still true to this day the predator doesn't attack children anyone who's pregnant because it's clo it's technology sees thermal so it can see if you're pregnant Mm -hmm. uh children pregnant individuals or anyone that is unarmed or unable to fight because it's like an honor thing it's like hunting things that are dangerous for its culture Mm -hmm. but they realize it's tricks they realize cloaking they realize that it's using thermal vision that's how it keeps tracking them Arnold Schwarzenegger cloaks himself in cold mud, saves the day, fe- defeats the predator. End of end of movie. There's some other stuff in there. It, it's it's an action flick. Uh, you're not mm. missing much unless you're into action and horror. The overall tone of the movie is thanks to Arnold Schwarzenegger. The first screenplay that was turned in by Jim and John was more of like a science fiction like pulp movie. Interesting. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger, along with uh, Joel Silver, Joel Silver is one of the producers of the film. Joel Silver just got done producing. Lethal Weapon, and then Commando. Commando stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it's another movie where Joel's like, what if we make you a Commando? (laughs) (laughs) So the imagery is there, like, people know Arnold's an action star, Arnold's into the movie, but thinks it needs, like, more to it, so instead of it being a Commando versus an alien, it's a team of Commandos, like, he has this team in the jungle, like, fighting this thing that Arnold found more interesting. Arnold Schwarzenegger is known for being very picky with scripts. Really? Really? yeah he didn't he hated that in the 80s i mean as we both know like a lot of things were carbon copies to make money yeah and he hated that so he had a thing where he like he read every script and it was just a carbon copy he was he didn't do it he didn't care if it was like guaranteed money quote-unquote because it looks just like the name came out he didn't like artistically he was like i want to do something new Hmm. which i think is some people would find interesting because he they know him as like you know a quote-unquote like meathead action star yeah. Even looking back that you're like, you know, 80s action movie is Arnold. He does Predators the closest to being like something else like Commando. Like Terminator is very different. Um Yeah. Total Recall is pretty like a lot of his movies like are pretty different. Like he has not done like two of the same genre.
1: Yeah, it's like there's that one where he watches Jamie Lee Curtis do a strip tease. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember which movie that is, but I know it happens.
0: (laughs) Jingle All The Way is just like...
1: Jingle All The Way.
0: I (laughs) love... Sorry, this is an aside. I love the 80s action star to 90s family star pipeline that every actor was on.
1: Yes. We got some great
0: movies. (laughs) We got some incredible... Because it's like... How do we make this fan movie even funnier? We cast an action star. And it worked every fucking time. Every
1: single time. And it's still every to time. this day, it works. Like, you know, like it you works. got like, they put Vin Diesel in the pacifier.
0: <laughs> Incredible. Perfect. Perfect great. casting. Great John Cena movie. was in that, uh...
1: <laughs> was that... Oh, God. Uh, I he was in fire? some
0: kind of like teenage comedy movie.
1: It was like a firefighter movie, was it? He was like, I gotta hang yeah. out. Wait, okay, wait, okay. John, we gotta figure out what this is real quick. <laughs> John Cena, firefighter movie.
0: Was it that? Oh,
1: it, okay, so in 2019, he did a movie called Playing with Fire.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it was him and Keegan Michael Key. John Incredible, McBusano. perfect.
0: Like it, like incredible, incredible casting. Perfect. Yeah, nailed it. Got it in one. Yeah. Put, oh, it's listen. It's him. <laughs>
1: It's yeah, it's him, Keegan Michael Key, John Leguizamo, and then like they have to take care of like these three kids and a dog. Like yeah, perfect, per- like
0: perfect. Like you get a anyone out there that's in casting. You're like, how do I make this movie just like a bow on it? Find the like toughest action asshole of the of the de- of like the year and put them in your movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, this is 100 funnier now.
1: Exactly. One second, the hot tub turned on, and it's like. Humming louder than usual. Uh huh. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna um, kick it a
0: little bit. <laughs> this is technical work, everybody. It's like,
1: how the. I gotta sit on it and stop. <laughs> what, is it <laughs> what is it doing? Literally, I'm like sitting on it and it stops and I get off
0: of it and it does it again. Wait, I think I have get a solution. Is your hot tub like trying to get you to sit on it? And if so, can you sue it?
1: <laughs>
0: you no, Brenda, you must sit on me. Sit on me.
1: No. Um. Oh, there's a little carpet. <laughs> <It's not> carpet.
0: <laughs> Please. Jeez. I think I'm just gonna have to live with it. That's just life.
1: I put a roll of carpet and a giant thing of um clothes on it to try to get it to stop
0: it it won't stop it refuses can't stop won't stop
1: continue
0: yeah so the original screenplay was about a group of hunters a group of these alien hunters going around hunting a bunch of different stuff and then they got flipped to a group of people being hunted by one hunter um hunting the most dangerous game man as they say in a special called if it bleeds the making of predator <laughs> before all that could happen the thomasforders had to sell the script no one wanted to read or buy their script at any major studio because they've never written, but no one knows them.
1: <laughs> no, no one wants this movie about an alien hunting everyone down in the jungle.
0: No, no one, no one wants it. No one, people don't, like, know them. <laughs> they're known enough to, like, get in front of people, but they're not known enough for, like, uh, to sell things. Yeah, they do what anyone else does when you're down on, and you're like, you can't sell your script. They get into the studi- the 20th Century Fox studio building, and slip their script under an executive's door and hope they read it. <laughs> <laughs> this is foolproof, like foolproof. And since it's the 80s, it worked. It, what it I want to know is how many doors did they slip it under where it didn't work, and we just know yeah. about the guy who did it.
1: They like didn't mention like, oh, they took it to Paramount, they took it to Touchstone, which is Disney. They took it to you. Um, Warner Brothers, they just slipped under, like, Universal.
0: The executive was Michael Levy, uh, who was in, like, a 20th Century Fox. He would go on to become the executive producer for Predator 2. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find out a lot about Michael Levy. He's just a guy there, it seems.
1: Just a fella.
0: Just a fella. A lot of the other people um, involved with movie producers have, like, done other things. I, like, couldn't find, like, even an old Wikipedia about him, which makes sense because it's the 80s and he was a... a he was an executive producer at leadership at Fox in the mm. 80s, so he's already probably pretty old, so I doubt he ever needed a LinkedIn. So it's like, that's what I know about him. Uh, there you go. He existed. <laughs> he read the script. He liked the script. Uh, he got the head of 20th Century Fox at the time to approve sending it to Arnold. You know how that shook out. Arnold is the one who requested that Joel Silver be on the film. Mm-hmm. Again, Joel Silver and him just got him working, they worked on Commando. Joel Silver is a very hands-on producer, um, which was not common at the time. At the time, a lot of producers would hire some sort of liaison to, like, go to the set for them and handle mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Uh, Joel Silver was, like, there on set and it's location filming. They filmed in Mexico. Oh. Most business people of that level, like, are not gonna go down to Mexico for film, unless you're filming, no. like, at a resort, but they're, like, in the jungle. <laughs> But Joel Silver is, like, there on set, helping with shots, he's helping with the camera setup, he's, like, giving his ideas, he is, like, a very, like, he is known for helping, like, sculpt the movie into this, like, art form. Nice. And he's one of the people who was, like, yeah, we shouldn't make this a science fiction, like, pulp movie, we should make it, like, an action, big blockbuster movie. Yeah, he wanted to make just like his. He's quoted as saying he wanted to make an old school popcorn movie that's just meant to be entertainment. And I, I would say they pulled it off. The first part of their film is like fun and it's very different. You have a, like Alien and Aliens are out, which yes. are horror films with some action element. I personally would put those films in like the horror category, like horror sci-fi.
1: Yeah, it's like not like a. It's not a space opera. It's horror. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, it's just like straight up. They're stuck on a ship and they're probably going to die and it's very scary. Mm-hmm. It is it it was billed as a horror film, and I think to this day it's listed I would list it as horror. Yeah. Predator is in this weird space, and I think this gets to something I want to talk about is like Predator, whenever a new movie comes out, it's like a big deal, and then it feels like it leaves a cultural consciousness.
1: Yeah, it just like disappears. Like you don't see you see like xenomorph stuff everywhere. Like you go yeah. to like a GameStop and there's like a plushie of a face hugger, or whatever. Yeah.
0: Xenomorph. There's like xenomorph mm-hmm. ripoff games that are like, mm-hmm. this isn't a xenomorph. It's a Xenomorph. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not the alien queen, it's the alien king.
0: <laughs> yeah, like you see shit like that all the there's like several yeah. board games that are clear alien ripoffs. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but Predator does just disappear. Like, if a Predator thing kind of comes out in between movies, it's something like Archie versus Predator or some bullshit like that.
0: It's something like that that, like, again, fans are like, oh, cool. But just, like, a person, like, doesn't know.
1: Yeah. And, like, Predator fans are, like, thirsty for Predator content all the time.
0: Hunger for it.
1: They just, yeah.
0: And I think, and I, you know, we'll get to Prey. I haven't seen it, but I understand the cultural impact it's having. But it's like... Mm I think it's because Predator doesn't fit into a genre very well. Yeah. It's not just an action it's not like an action adventure film, but it's not like just a sci-fi film, it's not just a horror film, but it has all those elements. Like the first Predator especially is very like they play with this tension of like the monster, which is a horror thing. Like you don't see the predator. It's cloaked for a good portion. Like you don't know what's killing them. Yeah. They're just like you, there's these skinless people. And I'm like, well, that's like a horror thing, but I thought I was watching an action movie. Like, But it starts in this bunch of commandos and they're on a helicopter, and it's like, oh, like, you know, and Arnold Schwarzenegger's here, and you're so it's like, it's an action movie. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go save these, like, lawmakers from insurgents. And you're like, okay. And then people are dying, like, oh, the insurgents. And then it's like, oh, there's a thing. Like, you see the cloaked thing, and you're like, what is that? And it's scary. You see it uncloaked a few times, and it has thermal vision, and you're like, Oh, it's a monster. Like, oh wait, it has a plasma gun? It's a person?
1: (laughs) What? There's the mystery of it too. Like you're trying to solve, like, what is this? Yeah. Why is it doing this?
0: And then when you see it and you see it's scary because it makes Arnold Schwarzenegger look like a little guy. Yeah. The way they achieved that is they the actor that played the first Predator, uh, and then I also believe in the second movie is The Predator, is Kevin Peter Hall. Kevin Peter Hall passed away in the 90s from a bad blood transfusion, unfortunately. Mm. But when he was alive, he was seven feet tall, two inches. Wow. <laughs> jeez. <laughs> yeah. Se- so, seven, jeez. Yes. Seven feet, this... two inches tall. Do
1: you know how like high I would have to crane my neck to just <laughs> this guy in the face? Like... <laughs>
0: He's a big guy, and you watch interviews of him, and it's like it's weird because like interviews, like it's the person, right? Like I watch that uh, if it believes we can kill it featurette, mm-hmm. and like they talk to Kevin, you know, and like and like his voice is deep for someone who's tall, but like you don't you don't get it because he's he's sitting and it's just him yeah. in like the interview room, you know, and it's like the three quarters like head shoulders, and I just think about like how far is that camera? Yeah, <laughs> like how. How high, how, is his seat really low? Did they crane the camera up high? Because, like, even sitting, like, he's going to sit taller than most people. Yeah, exactly. And then I saw a far out shot of him being interviewed, and he's leaned back so fucking far, Brenda, in this (laughs) chair. (laughs) His feet are, like, in the space of the person across from him. Good lord. And he, like, when the Predator stands next to Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, Dutch, in the film a few times, like... Arnold looks little. Arnold looks like he... It's like when you and I stand next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, I If anyone's never seen the movie or seen the... Just, like, look up, like, the photos. It is hilarious, because Arnold's a big guy. Yeah, he's...
1: <laughs> like, he's, he's not are. just
0: tall. He's a body... He's a bodybuilder.
1: Yeah, this is Arnold at his beefiest, like... And then to, like, <laughs> have him go up against something that's, like, twice his size... Like, not twice his size, but, like, significantly larger than him. Like, jeez... Yeah.
0: And it's close because like again uh, as you I mean, as you know, like anyone when you do suit work, like they're in the suit, but then there's like there's like the dead space mm-hmm. that makes the suit slightly taller than them. So like I I believe in the suit, like Kevin is was closer to like seven and a half, seven and eight tall. Good lord. Jeez. Yeah. But before we get Kevin Peter Hall, they tried someone else out for the role. Who? Uh John Claude Van Damme. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: Can you imagine? <laughs> I Can you imagine?
0: I can and I tried finding them, but not only can you imagine, supposedly like he like went he like went out for the movie for a little bit, and they were like, This is not gonna work.
1: <laughs> I can't imagine having Jean-Claude Van Damme and Arnold Schwarzenegger in the jungle on a set together. <laughs> like that just seems like
0: <laughs> They thought cause Jean-Claude Van Damme is known for like his like martial arts prowess mm-hmm. as an action star that was his his brain of action was like Mar- where arnold is like blow stuff up and shoot gun john clavan was like flip and kick yes uh so they thought you know the predator could be this agile ninja-like hunter but then they got him on set and they got him into a suit not the suit which we'll talk about oh and they were like oh you're a little <laughs> guy <laughs> you're
1: just a little fella
0: but there's also, like, even, like, there's Arnold Schwarzenegger, there's Carl Weathers, both, like, big action stars, big guys. Carl Weathers is known for being Apollo. Mm-hmm. In the Brocky movies, like, he's a big guy. He's big mm-hmm. compared to Sylvester Stallone, who's a big guy. And then you have Jesse Ventura, who is a big guy. He is a, he's a former WWF wrestler at this time, and a former Navy SEAL. Like, he's <laughs> a real commando. <laughs>
1: he's a real.
0: <laughs> they are all over six feet tall dudes who who are working out on set every day at 3 a.m.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger had gym equipment flown from California to Mexico so he could keep up his workout regimen. Arnold, <laughs> Jesse, and other members of the crew would work out at 3 a.m. every day before filming. Carl Weathers would always make fun of them and be like, haha, my physique is, like, God-given. Like, he was like, I don't need to work out. He's like, I just look <laughs> like this. Okay, Carl. That was a lie. Carl would wait until everyone else was done working out and went to go get ready to film. And then he would work out really quick so they wouldn't see him.
1: What a power move.
0: And I just, I tried to find if anyone believed. I tried to, I was looking at like anniversary, you know, anniversary interviews, all those sorts of things where people talk about like wacky stuff on set. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find anything that said they didn't believe him. So, oh my God. to my understanding, to this, like, I'm sure now they would just know because it's like out, you know, because Carl said this in interviews. But I'm just one. I'm like, I wonder if any of them at the time like knew, or if they mm-hmm. all were like, "Damn, Carl's just like naturally built like a bodybuilder." Like, guys, please,
1: <laughs> no one has that level of muscle from doing nothing. <laughs> it like, just no one.
0: Like Carl, I'm just I just imagine Arnold looking at Carl, me like, "Okay, Carl." All right, guys, let's all leave. Carl doesn't need to work out. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I like to imagine that, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger believed him wholeheartedly and was just like, I just have to work harder so I can be anything like Carl.
0: (laughs) (laughs) His Labrador of a man, which is the vibe I get from Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, (laughs) Carl's just so lucky. And everyone else is like, Arnold, please.
1: Arnold, he's—you know—he's working out. No, Carl would we, why not why lie, would he lie, lie to, to me. Us? Why would he lie? <laughs> what reason would he have to lie?
0: <laughs> I'm going to send you, Brenda, pictures of the first suit they were going to use for Predator. You've seen oh. Alien versus Predator, so you know—you know what, like the vibe is.
1: Yes, I know the um, look of the Predator. I—it I, is iconic, so I do know. Yeah,
0: each suit's a little different, but. Here we go. There, there is the first suit. So
1: this is a this is very different.
0: Yes. Oh, I here's a full body.
1: Okay, I don't hate it. Let me see the full body first, though. I feel like, um, monster. Can I say? Can I say monster fucker on the podcast? I could say monster. This
0: is our podcast. You say monster. fucker. Podcast. Podcast. Can say monster. Okay. Can just, <laughs> I'm like, I sit- talk t- <laughs> about fucking of the battle on this podcast for.
1: <laughs> this is like a, a monster fucker's dream here. Yes. This thing. I mean, I I think it looks cool. So, like, the the texturing on it, if you look at that first picture of it, Mm -hmm. on the chest, like, the kind of, like, the tube, like, the, I don't know what you would describe, like, the flesh of it. The texturing Mm -hmm. on that really reminds me of the aliens from Independence Day. Let me. Mm. Day alien.
0: Oh, yeah, I see what you mean.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that was just, like, because I had, like, the toys from Independence Day. I don't know if they just had... Yeah, the tentacles on the Independence Day alien have kind of the same yeah. texture as that.
0: Yeah. but And then here...
1: I like the, the jaw of
0: it. This is, like, what they went with, obviously.
1: Yeah. They're very different vibes. I think... I think the first one was too alien. Um, yeah. Like... This, like, the second design they use, like, has, like, all of, like, the armor and, like, the weapons, which is, like, more Mm -hmm. towards, like, what, like, the honor system and that they're warriors and that they hunt. Mm -hmm. Um, The first thing is just, like, very animalistic, very, like, slim. You could see this Mm -hmm. thing, like, crawling maybe through, like, the trees to attack. But I could not see this thing, like, wearing armor and wearing, like, having weapons. It's a very different vibe. And I kind of am glad they went with the second one. Yeah. But I would really like to see that first one used in some capacity somewhere, because I
0: think that's very cool. It was very much, like, monster movie. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, the first one was very monster movie. The first, original Predator Creature was created by Richard L-, L. Edlund of Balsam Studios. mm Um And so there's, there's, so other people know, it's like a big, uh, it has yellow eyes, and it has, like, a dog head? And it's, like, it's not proportionate. It's, like... yeah. It's, like, creepy in that it's, like, made out of, like, weird, vying, tentacle things they probably would have done some sort of effect on that made them glow or something, I assume. Like, I don't know what post sort of looks like. Mm-hmm. But they're like, you know, this isn't, we need it to be, like, agile. Because, like, the person has like, chase them around and feel like a hunter, not like a monster. Because, again, they're going for, like, action, action, horror. Yeah. Just sci-fi genre.
1: <laughs> the first design is a lot more, like, on par with the Xenomorph. Yes. Oh, that's, especially the legs, like the, the design of the yeah. legs. Yeah, just like the skinny, more like agile, very different.
0: Yeah, so they put out a bid for they needed something else. And a few people applied and then Arnold Schwarzenegger was like, hey, we should ask Stan Wilson. Stan Wilson, people don't know, uh, worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger on Terminator. And is a powerhouse in effects and makeup and costuming. At this point, Stan has worked on terminator and got his first he's gotten his first auction nomination for a movie called heartbeats oh uh and he has his own studio he's also worked on what else would have been out for oh the thing the thing would have been his big
1: oh the thing okay
0: i was like the thing uh he made he worked on mr roboto for the sticks like the mr Roboto mask for that Mm. not movie wow fucking (laughs) music video Music video.
1: What's the thing when they set music to a, a short <laughs> film? What are those?
0: But at this point, he's worked on Terminator and he just got to work with Arnold Arnold's like he did great on Terminator. So he sends over to Stan Wilson. They send Stan Wilson some ideas and he eventually comes up with what the Predator looks like. There's a he talks about one of the famous stories that inspired him that landed on the idea was he was on a flight to. Uh twenty something for Fox. He didn't say what in this interview, but the story goes from If It Bleeds, the story goes like, you know, he was on a flight to Japan to a 20th century Fox uh studio for something. He didn't say what, I don't know. I didn't really dig deep for like <laughs> what could he be going to Japan for? And he's on the flight with James Cameron. So my hunch is like something to deal with alien, because he goes on to work on aliens with James <laughs> Cameron. Uh so they're on their flight and he's like, you know, doing some sketches. And James Cameron says he always wanted to see an alien in his mandibles. Because at this point, James Cameron is not weird avatar guy who has a <laughs> lot of opinions that no one asked for. And makes, like, really offensive blue people hair sex stuff. Uh, he's just, like, he's the guy who made Alien and then goes on to make Aliens. And that's kind of who he is right now. Yeah, um, This is pre-Titanic where he gets all up in his bullshit. This is just a guy who made a pretty good science fiction film. So... He takes that, and he- so we're gonna get into it. So, I don't know if you can see it, Brenda, but the (laughs) predator has some kind of problematic design choices. Yes,
1: I can see- yes, it's- it's pretty obvious right from the (laughs) get-go.
0: Stan Wilson talks about one of the things that helped, like, springboard, like, the direction he went, is that Joel Silver gave him a drawing of a, quote, uh, and I quote, Rastafarian warrior, end quote. Uh Uh-oh uh that led Uh towards the predator design um again i need to say i love the predator franchise as i go there and kept watching it i was like you know what's up with uh some of this imagery some Um, of the
1: choices made didn't necessarily (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) especially uh the predator's uh hair question mark um it is like part of their head I don't know if it's hair follicles. Like, I don't I am sure that's confirmed in some book or comic, like what it's actually made of. Um, they very much look like locked hair on mm-hmm. a black person that you would quote unquote call Rastafarian, um, which is its own bag of issues. <clears throat> um uh, <laughs> They carry they have a lot of things that also like insight, like the idea of like quote voodooism mm-hmm. so they they carry they wear like skull they wear like skulls and uh Lots they of bones carry sw- and- bones and they hang there and like a lot of things that people think like oh voodoo a few things don't help the first person to be the predator is a black actor for the first two films mm-hmm. you never see him uh but it isn't like he it, you do see him in predator he gets a cameo as a one of the helicopter pilots Mm. In the in the opening when they say he says, What is that? and then they get shot out of the air by the predator. It also doesn't help that Predator 2 went from the jungles, which again, Central America politics stuff, uh to LA. <laughs> Uh-oh. Which depicts it as its own sort of war zone between like gang violence, and that's how the predators getting away with like killing people because there's all this gang violence, and there's a lot of imagery between like the like, inhabitants of LA being, like, close to the monster, and, like, a lot of, like, to the point where Roger Ebert in his review of the Predator, a uh, Predator 2 not only talked about how, like, Predator 2 was subpar, which, compared to Predator 1, it kind of is, but like, mm-hmm. he, no, Robert, Roger Ebert in the year of our Lord, like, 1990 is, like, there's a lot of not even subtle racism going on in this film. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a big... And I'm not... This is not just a problem with Predator. A lot of older franchises have this problem. But it's, like, baked in and a way down to the design of the entire alien species. Mm-hmm. um, To the point where they need to be careful. In my opinion, every single time they make a Predator movie, they have to be careful. Because, like, Predators look like this. And then evokes this kind of thinking. And if we show them doing things that, are like, invoke other kinds of thinking, like, it's just, like, uh, pretty much a fast track. It is... A big old thing, and so that is one of the bigger struggles. Because I mean, again, like skulls and spine and a lot of that imagery, like to people, like are associated with like voodoo practices. I'm not a voodoo practitioner, so I can't speak most like to realistic voodoo practices. But it, that is like what people think. Mm-hmm. That aside, Kevin Peter Hall is a fucking champion. To me, Kevin Peter Hall is like makes this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I was gonna talk a lot about the suit and the suit work in the film. Kevin Peter Hall is the first. So after they didn't, John Clumvenham didn't work out. The first person that uh, Stan Wilson, the designer, thought of was Kevin Peter Hall. Kevin Peter Hall is he's an actor. He just got done doing suit work on the movie uh, Henry and the Hendersons, <laughs> where he played a, where he played a Sasquatch.
1: Oh, he was Henry. Yep.
0: Here, oh. Mm-hmm. You want to tell people about Harry Anderson's breakdown?
1: Look, I've seen it. I've seen the movie. It's about mm-hmm. this family, and they find Sasquatch in the woods, and his name is Harry, and they take him into their home, and mm-hmm. hijinks ensue.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a comedy.
1: <laughs> Wait, is this movie? One second. This movie might be over here in this.
0: Uh... This I, I love I love Brenda's like wall of movies where we're like this obscure movie is like, oh, I have that movie in three formats. <laughs> I don't know
1: why we own this movie, but I think it might it could be upstairs. It might not be in here. Which means someone's watched it recently and it
0: wasn't <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> um I'm coming So yeah,
0: so he he just got done doing suit work, which is a big boon because again, like anyone can like put on a suit, but it's something to like act in a suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even though the predator doesn't talk in this film, he only uh, clicks and hisses. He doesn't, like, talk in this film. Like, there's, like, he produces this air of, like, he has to be menacing and scary. And he has to invoke that in the actor so they can perform it, but invoke it for the audience. So, like, he has a personality and isn't just, like, a suit standing there.
1: Yeah. You have to believe this thing is real. Yeah. Which is really hard.
0: Very hard. Uh, And so... Kevin just like nails it. There's some scenes, some, the, there's some stuff from the behind the scenes, uh, if it bleeds, that like he's, it's like when you watch those movies, it is easy to forget there's like an actor acting them because a lot of times suit actors don't get a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, truly, like, Kevin Peter Hall doesn't get a lot of credit for being the predator outside of like the fan base. Like, people know Arnold Schwarzenegger, people know like Danny Glover, who is in the, he's the protagonist of the second film. People know like, the big action star in front of the camera or yeah. newer star as a prey where it's like people don't know the person giving the suit performance very often and it's hard to do when your role is mostly moving around and doing some stunt work <laughs> to like give yeah. a performance.
1: Yeah it's like I feel like Doug Jones is maybe like the most notable like suit actor who like actually gets credit for doing like a lot of like prosthetic work. Right. But like we don't, like, you most people can't name off the top of their head, like, who was in the Darth Vader costume. Like, that sort of thing. It's like, you know who voiced Darth Vader? Who was mm-hmm. in the costume? hmm I know there are a lot of Star Wars people who can, but...
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and that's all that matters.
0: <laughs> that's all that matters. And I, and I do want to say, speaking of suit acting, Hayden Christensen acting his fucking booty hole off. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Uh, and it is, so, it is hard to, uh, who else? Fucking, um, and it's only because they're getting big actors do it, right? Because in Mandalorian, it's, uh, you know, one of the husbands. What's his name? Mm. I just forgot his name. Mm. Oh, God.
1: In which, oh, the the Mandalorian?
0: The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. That is, oh. He's also Wonder. in Wonder Woman.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's gone. Wait. Pedro. <laughs>
0: Pedro.
1: Pe- wait. Pedro. Pedro Pascal? Wait.
0: Yes. <laughs> Mandalorian
1: yes. Pedro. Pascal. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um like axes his, his ass off and he he's a mostly silent character. You don't see his face, but you still get like, oh he's upset.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> you see his face like for like five seconds at the end of like season two. You don't know who's under that. They didn't need to have like the big actor under there the whole time. Mm-hmm. They, they did. It's great.
0: They did though. Oh, that's, uh, you don't, you don't know who does the Predator's voice, I'm going to pretend. Uh, the voice of Predator, uh, the hisses and the clicks, is Peter Cullen.
1: I've heard that name. Is that, that's Optimus Prime.
0: That's Optimus Prime. I knew it! <laughs> Optimus Prime, Optimus Prime, Monterey Jack and Chip and Dora Monterey characters.
1: Jack! Oh my god, the uh, Monterey Jack!
0: <laughs> uh, and also is Eeyore in the Winnie the Pooh franchise. <laughs> for most of the Winnie the Pooh Disney stuff. Oh my god. Most, if not all, I might it might be all. Wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and he does the vocalizations for pr- uh, Predator um, in the first film, and they use most of those sound bites and other work. But yeah, it's I, I just it's one of those things I think is funny because he's Optimus
1: Prime. <laughs> so f- I, th- I think the fact that he's Eeyore is even funnier.
0: <laughs> like... Yeah, I was like, I don't think people realize Optimus Prime is also Eor. <laughs> Hey, what's up? I'm Peter Cullen. You may know me as Omnus Prime or Eor. All oh, oh, those three clicks in the Fresh Predator. Battle.
1: That was me,
0: Peter Cullen. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> It was me the whole time, Optimus Prime. He,
1: he, like, makes an appearance at, like, D23 Expo, and he's just like, hey, everyone, it's me, the voice of Optimus Prime, and the whole room is quiet. And he, like, clears his throat, like, and I also voice Eeyore, and everyone's like, yeah, whoa! can you fucking believe it, it's Eeyore, holy shit.
0: Disney hardcore Disney fans are built different. Oh, that was other news. There's a Disney card game anyway. Oh
1: yeah, it's coming out. It's gonna be the Pokemon Killer.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's meant to beat combat Pokemon and Magic the, the Gathering. Into <laughs> my head, I was like, are those two a po- I don't think that
1: thing. I don't. Lasts. I don't think they compete with each other. They're right both card games. All. I don't think this. They have very
0: different fan bases. Yeah, this
1: game can't compete with Magic the Gathering. There's not enough titties. Like, like, come on! I don't (laughs)
0: understand. The only way it can compete with Magic the Gathering is if it gets the Japanese market, because Magic is not big in Japan, and that's a huge that's a huge trading card market. Yeah,
1: it's like in Japan, it's like Yu-Gi-Oh is like big, but like Magic never caught on to the point where like this is like a different topic entirely. But to the point where like they created. Their own version of magic For the Japanese market Which was Was it Duel Masters?
0: Duel Masters is Yu-Gi-Oh right?
1: Yeah that is Yu-Gi-Oh But there was like Wait okay one second I'm on a tangent (laughs) I have no idea Magic the Gathering Japanese release 90s They renamed it and, like, redid it. I know they did. Anyway, I guess I'll have to do an episode of Magic. I don't know much about it, so it won't be good. But I'll think
0: it'll be great. I I can't wait. As a Magic player, can you tell me about Magic? I I be It'll be really fun. One
1: second, Master's Cartoon. One second. It's going to try me. (laughs) If I don't solve this really quick, I'm going to just be thinking if about this. If I don't
0: this. solve this mystery right fucking now, I'm going to scream. Okay, Brando okay. Duel Masters.
1: Yes, it was Duel Masters. This is before Yu-Gi-Oh! And they released the uh. TV show on Cartoon Network. It was a little spiky-haired fella. Um, huh. And it is, its is, I'm pretty sure it's just magic. Like, wait. Let's see. Duel Masters is a franchise considering a manga, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and the card, trading card game. Duel Masters trading card game. Wizards of the Coast. Blah, blah, blah. but The game shares several similarities with Magic the Gathering, the world's first collectible card game. It was also published by Wizard of the Coast. It was originally intended as an alternate trade name for Magic the Gathering, and the earlier play gameplay was abandoned, in the dual, and then Duel Masters the manga came out, and it became its own thing. All right, we're done. <laughs> Continue. I love that
0: for you. <laughs> oh, sorry. So... As I was talking about Kevin Peter Hall, the save the, every lot of people worked on this movie, but Kevin Peter Hall was in, was doing suit work in Mexico in the day. Oh God. You can imagine how that was going. Oof. <laughs> uh, between the heat, uh, in the suit during the middle of the day, uh... And also the lack of visibility. Kevin couldn't fully see out of the suit, Uh-oh. as there's most as most suit workers will tell you, mm-hmm.
1: or furries, or furries. furries.
0: Visibility is not on the menu. Yeah. It is looking cool. And <laughs> uh, visibility cuts back on looking cool because what if someone freeze frames and sees Your the match, and they're like, yeah. "You can see, you can see his fucking eyes." So he couldn't really see. What Kevin would do if any scene involved movement was practice the scene repeatedly throughout the entire day to memorize where he had to step oh my god there's a scene where Kevin chases Dutch Arnold Schwarzenegger's character I come'm calling him Kevin my best friend Kevin <laughs> where uh he chases Arnold Schwarzenegger through like uh like some water um and again they are in Mexico they're in a part of, they're in the jungle like this water is it's not like drinking water yeah so it's full of like bugs and mites and leeches oh. and he just And it's freezing cold because, as most people know, like, that live in, like, temperate climates, like, the water is usually, like, cold. It takes a long time for water to get hot in, like, the warm months. And so he just walked through this water repeatedly for, like, a day until he knew where each branch and hole was. God. So when he was in the suit, he could just, like, muscle memory move through the water. Which creates the fluid movements of the predator, where it looks like it just, like... Has this like extra sensory power.
1: Yeah, because he just knows exactly where he's going. Oh my god. This this Um, man did not get paid enough for this.
0: (laughs) Whatever he got paid, not enough.
1: Not enough. Like, even if it was like larger which it was not larger than Arnold Schwarzenegger's salary for sure. He should have been paid like three times that. Arnold just exercise at three in the morning rolled up to set like all right please we can kill it <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> Like,
0: <laughs> yeah i mean this movie was like a big labor of love and i think it's why the franchises was still i mean Ke- kevin peter hall is in this cumbersome suit that's heavy knocks him off balance because anyone who has done any any if you've ever done any sort of like training regimen where you wear like weighted anything like you're the fact that we can walk on two legs is actually an extremely difficult process and uses a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of brain power to like stay upright. Yeah. Your body is constantly making micro calculations to keep you standing all day, every single day that you stand. Wild. Anything that throws that off, your brain's like, I this I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so wearing a suit that is like 30 pounds, your brain's like, um, Hey, boss! I was running the numbers, uh, boss. Hey, hey, hey boss.
1: Hey, excuse me. Hey boss. Leg is leg is wrong now. What is happening? Why leg heavy now? <laughs> bigger now? What are you
0: doing? Where did we? How did we get bigger overnight? What? Oh wait, now we're lighter again. Bigger again. What's wait. happening? I can't keep up. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> but other crew members had hardships. Pretty much every single crew member at some point was. Horribly sick because the hotel's water filtration system stopped. Remember, (laughs) I mentioned the (laughs) the contaminated water?
1: Yep. Oh, oh, Mexico.
0: (laughs) Ouch. Uh, So, a lot of them were sick throughout many parts. Arnold had to swim through this cold water because, again, the big scene is like covered in mud and, like, they figure out if you're cold, they can't see you. Mm -hmm. So, many of them are enduring like multiple hardships. Uh, Jesse Ventura. Mentioned the reason he was so excited to do the movie because again he was a navy SEAL in his youth mm-hmm. and he was he had gone to Vietnam as a as a younger person. So he said it was it was kinda therapeutic for him to go through this like hardship like jungle encounter, but mm-hmm. get to enjoy it. And not have to worry about his friends dying for real.
1: Yeah, it was it was more like not relaxing, but yeah, like you said, like therapeutic, like
0: Yeah. He said it was like a way to reclaim this sort of yeah. experience for himself where he didn't have to think about like Dying, <laughs> dying for something that he was like didn't really matter. And many people in the cast and crew actually needed heat lamps because the jungle gets very cold. Like when they are out, not in the middle of the jungle, like filming a scene, like they go back to set, and set's not in the middle of the jungle. They can't set everything up there, and it's it's hot, but mm-hmm. jungle cold because sunblock. <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the area they filmed in was never flat, as mexico's not like a flat place. It is not flat. Um. So again, they're lugging around this equipment, Kevin Peter Hall's in this giant suit, like always, he's like, he remembered always be feeling like he was on a hill. Oh he was God. like, you never stood straight. You were always one hand, one foot up, one foot down. It was terrible. Jeez.
1: That's how I feel at the Ren Faire.
0: Yeah, exactly. The Ren Faire here is
1: terrible. It's awful. I I twisted my knee last time.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: It's a permanent a location. Why is it like that?
0: Um... A lot of the stunt work was pretty rough, because, again, Kevin Peter Hall can't see, yeah. so a lot of times he's, like, hitting Arnold in the face with, like, the clawed <laughs> hand. Oh, no. The last things i want to talk about are the visual effects just in the first movie. Yeah. The, the, I love the whole fran- first, So, they, y- y- the Predator has cloaking technology where it goes invisible. It's 1987. <laughs> they can't use a green screen. The jungle's no, green. The jungle is green. <laughs>
1: Oh, no! So they had
0: someone stand in a red suit as far away as they could from the camera, oh my God! for the scene they would then use a chroma key technique to remove the red, leaving an empty area.
1: Oh my God,
0: they would then refilm the same jungle with a thirty percent wider camera lens, and so when they meshed it the the other film filled in the space.
1: jeez, that's like I mean it's genius. What a pain though.
0: Yeah, <laughs> what? I can't stress enough that is that is like a nightmare scenario. Like, to film a move, to film a big budget movie with these big actors. Like, mm-hmm. Arnold leaves the set twice for other other contractual obliga- yeah. obligations. Like, this is the time where like you're making an action big blockbuster film. You gotta crank that shit out in like five to six months because everyone's moving on.
1: Yeah, and it's like you gotta uh, you gotta film all those scenes where the predator's fucking invisible in 1980. Yeah. Jeez.
0: The thermal vision they couldn't use infrared film because infrared film doesn't actually register the range of body temperature that you have in your body because there's a wavelength of temperatures it just like registers as a person.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so they had to use like a special kind of like thermal video technology, uh, huh. to film those scenes. Yeah. And the predator has glowing blood. That's <laughs> what they used for uh the glowing blood? Mountain Dew. Do- no, <laughs> what did they use? They use glow sticks, <laughs> wait for it, mixed with lube. Oh, no! Oh,
1: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> the Predator's Blood is glow stick lube.
0: Ooh. I, I fucking love effects teams from before modern, like, even to this day, they come up with some cool stuff. But the effects teams from the 80s are like, smoking 100 cigarettes, like... What if we use lube? What? What if we... I don't... I don't know. We've used... I don't... I don't know, man. What if we use... I don't know. I'm out of <laughs> ideas.
1: <laughs> now we know who's buying the five-pound bucket of lube on Amazon. natural <laughs> <laughs>
0: <It's special> effects. <laughs> you think they're filming for Prey, and they're like, where's the lube? What? What? The lube, The predator blood is lube. didn't I tell you that? This <laughs> 70-year-old effects worker who's been working on Predator... <laughs> You know that Predator Blood is lube, right? The actor? Huh? We gotta put lube on you. We're gonna put. We're gonna cover you in glow sticks and lube.
1: And she's like, I didn't sign up for this. And they're like, we have to keep this very authentic. And so we have the five pound bucket of lube from Amazon and ten pounds of glow sticks. And we're gonna just slap
0: We just fucking snap them
1: open. <laughs> Here, start snapping glow sticks with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the film was rightfully nominated for Best Visual Effects that year. <laughs>
1: as it should someone gets up to the camera you know we use lube for the blood
0: (laughs) i just like i don't how does your brain work like the brain of effects workers like again everyone who worked in the film is great Mm -hmm. the brain of effects workers to be like you know it has the right consistency of blood hmm lube lube. why do you know that
1: Oh no reason, no no reason at all. They like look at a pile of crackers and they like they're like that could sound like bones breaking.
0: <laughs> Wait, bite that cracker again, huh? Bite- Take a bite of your cracker, but
1: slowly and <laughs> just very slowly, right up next to the mug and I'm, the mic. I need you to bite this cracker. Oh, oh okay. All right, now this time use less tongue. What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't- that. i don't i need an adult <laughs> the first predator film like i said went on to make a bunch of money over time here's how much money predator films have made Ooh. the highest grossing one is alien vs. predator which is not shocking it was a big crossover it's a big deal it's fucking people have been <laughs> people have been crossing it over in their mind for forever mm-hmm. there's a comic people are so excited that movie is uh <laughs> but doesn't matter because it made a lot of money so it made funny. 80 million dollars <laughs> yeah. Wow! and that before before that movie the highest grossing predator film was still just the predator as it uh, should be <laughs> the second predator film was a bit of a dud Good. uh it made it made the least it only made 30 million the ranking is ellie vs predator 80 million predator fifty fifty nine million, predators which is the 2010 film 52 million the predator the 2018 film <laughs> $51 million. Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Now everyone knows they're bad. Only $40 <laughs> <laughs> Oof. jeez. I didn't do math, but that's a lot of money across just the films. That doesn't count the books, the comic mm-hmm. books, the toys, mm-hmm. the games. Like, this is, it's so interesting because it's like, it grabs people by the throat when it comes out. And then it's like, just like it's the Predator in the film. It like cloaks and leaves.
1: Yeah wild like
0: it is like i'm just here to remind you i didn't see ya
1: (laughs) i didn't even know at first that prey was a predator movie like if people start talking about prey they're like oh my god prey is so good and i was like like the video game (laughs) like
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's so hard to look that movie up because the video game still has a higher seo (laughs) yeah
1: like the video game was like a big deal and like they're just like yep prey and it's like oh the predator's here like if my friend had just been like let's just watch." Prey, i would have been like i don't know what i'm getting into and then the predator would show up and i'd be like
0: oh what (laughs) i i the trailer for it i had no idea and when they reveal in the trailer i screamed (laughs) because it is so exciting i've heard nothing but great things from it from predator fans things from indigenous people who've watched it good things from just fans who've watched it there's one person I follow on Twitter that is, it's, that is, indigenous. it's become like their entire personality, which I love that for them. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to watch it. I think it leads into an exciting place of like, it's meant to, so like, Predator has this, it's always been this question in the fandom of like, why do they come to Earth? Like, what made them think humans were like hard to hunt? Yeah. And Prey is meant to teach them that, because it's like, you know, in in my head, I'm like, in theory, they kill the Predator, and then it's like, oh, well, they did that and they don't even have guns they just have like sticks yeah uh but it is such an interesting idea of like this race of aliens that for some reason have to come hunt for some and it's in the comic stuff it's been explained more as like as some sort of like ritual it's like a coming of age thing but that's that's what i have on predator mostly the first woman a little bit about the franchise as a whole i think what i like about it so much is that it's so enmeshed in and also not a part of any genre
1: yeah it's like on the outside it seems just like an action movie because it has all the action stars but you're right it's like it, it is just a it's a horror movie and then yeah. there's also the mystery and maybe like why like the first one is one of the most successful ones is just because like the others don't have that mystery anymore like yeah. you know and I, I feel like maybe like a similar thing happened with the aliens franchise is that like once you know mm-hmm. what the xenomorph is and once you know what the predator is like you lose a lot of the, the mystery and then they Mm-hmm. I know aliens, especially just gets bogged down by like lore and the story yeah. and it's like trying All to right. explain
0: it, and that's not that that's not what people liked about it. you know it's such a it's such a big deal because in the like through the eighties and the early nineties like sequels are still like rare mm-hmm. like Predator got a sequel that was a big deal. Joel Silver had got a sequel for lethal weapon like it's a big like this is before like everything's gonna be a franchise mm-hmm. like almost Schwarzenegger was known for doing like one and done. he didn't really do. Sequels, it was a big deal that he did Terminator 2 because he was like uh he did a again, like people see him as like this like meathead, but he was like, I'm an artist, and he is like, Mm -hmm. I want to keep doing stuff, even if everyone else is like it's just action movies. He was like, I want to do something new.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Terminator is like a exception, but it's his most famous work. So people think like, oh, he's like a genre guy, but like it was a big deal that there's a sequel he was actually supposed to be in Predator 2. But he could not be they couldn't afford him. <laughs> he wanted two hundred and fifty thousand dollars more than they were gonna offer, and so they said no. And I I you know, I think if they had him, they probably would have been okay even if the story was poo-poo.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> they could have found the money somewhere. Yeah.
0: Joel Silver said it was actually a shame and it was a mistake they didn't find the money.
1: Tisk, tisk.
0: Which is probably true. Mm. Um they probably would have at least made their at least made more money. But yeah, I think Prey opens up a really good bit of possibility for like doing other forcing like getting other directors to focus on their culture and like what if the Predator came at different points through history? Cause yeah. like listen, what if what if Predator Wild West, but the Wild West <gasps> didn't suck? Ooh. What if what if Predator like uh oh oh god, like what if predator like Kung Kung Fu movie what if, like, Predator, and, like, you get uh, Miyake, and he does, like, a fucking, like, Predator, like, samurai movie? Ooh. Right? I'm yeah. like, Takeshi Miyake, Predator movie would be fucking metal that as hell. That sounds
1: really cool. I'm trying to think, like, Wild West would be a really cool one. Uh, what else? Like, where else could you put the Predator? <laughs>
0: Predator, <laughs> like.
1: Predator just like eviscerates the English royal family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Predator, like, Civil War movie. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's just so. This is like so ripe to like do so much with. My last fun fact every Predator film has been 107 minutes long exactly. Really? Until Prey. Until.
1: Wh- oh, I wonder why they like broke. Uh, all of them. That's wild. Like. Did they, like, do it on accident twice and then just be like, this is our thing now? That's so
0: weird. I, that's, like, something I just know. Mm -hmm. And I meant to look into when researching this podcast. Why? Yeah. That's One second.
1: I'm Googling it. No one. Okay, so I Googled and it, like, it came up, like, why is every Predator movie 170 minutes long? And, like, nothing came up.
0: No. What does this mean? (laughs) It feels like it's gotta be. That's, like, you know when you become president and they give you, like the book of secrets yeah it feels like it's gotta be that
1: but then like the person doing pray was just like no (laughs) no we're not doing why
0: they're all 107 minutes i don't care
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna do that this is about a new age for this predator franchise i
0: wonder what if the next one is like the exact one time of pray though
1: that would be that would be like you have like the the era of Predator movies separated into two genres, and they're like, this is the 170 <laughs> genre, and then this is the how long is Prey? How long is Prey? How
0: long is I think that's like 120 something? I, I remember, remember think. thinking like, I don't have two hours right now many times.
1: <laughs> One hour and 39 minutes.
0: Uh. Wow. That's all I got for Predator. Thanks wow. for taking this right with me.
1: This was cool. I really like when you bring like a topic that like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have no
0: clue. <laughs> I also enjoy, it's hard because Brenda is very smart and knows a lot, everybody, so <laughs> I will be patting myself on the back <laughs> and wishing you all uh, great Great day. Remember, if the Predator's there, you won't see it. Good luck.
1: <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe 3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Cellcast Podcast Network.
0: You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host Brenda. And as a reminder, please. Please, 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 for listening on the podcast, throw us a five-star review. Helps to show it a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians, see ya.